Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woi Wurrung and Bun Wurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations on whose unceded lands the Sin office and studios stand. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. Sin Media also acknowledges the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches and on which Sin partner organisations stand. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. And welcome to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin, Sin's home for all things sex and relationships. I'm Zach. This week I'm joined by Indy and Tammy. How are we, people? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Looking forward to a good show tonight. I'm feeling pretty pumped. I don't know about you guys. We have some great, great content coming up. We're going to be talking sexual innuendos, which is a topic very close to my heart and very far from my brain. Uh, We're going to be discussing how we know if you're pregnant. Tammy, you wanted to dive into the world of catcalling a little bit. We're going to be hearing a little little bit of um, thoughts on the show, Please Like Me. We're going to be answering a listener question. And we're going to be discussing some lovely Naughty Roo topics, because that's what we do every week. And if people want to hear more from us, where can they find us, Tammy? If people want to find us, they can find us at Naughty Rude Sin on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and The Naughty Rude Show on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, we... Take questions. If anybody has any questions, queries, comments, a funny story that they want to share with us, tell us. You can find us at Linktree. That is linktr.ee slash The Naughty Rude Show. Or we also take them through our Tumblr, which is thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com slash ask. We're just on the Q&A, guys. Please send them in. We've got a triple whammy of a question to answer today um, where it's going to take maybe a few little breaks to talk about it. It's very spicy. So please, the more spice, please send them in. Spice is nice. Spice is nice. That being said, that being said, we do also talk about some topics that can be a little heavy sometimes. So if you do feel like you need to talk to someone, please don't hesitate to hit up a helpline. You can contact Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636. That's 1-300-224-636. Kids helpline at one 800 551800 that's 1800 and q life helpline at 1800-184-527 that is 1800-184-527 so we were just kind of coming up with talking amongst ourselves off mic and zach just totally vetoed something he wanted to talk about and said oh we'll just um shelve that idea and tammy and i were oh. over the zoom and you know because we're the naughty reach so everything has a little sexual twist on it and zach had no idea i learned a new word (laughs) well a new a new use for a word i already knew and boy is it a useful word but this happens a lot okay so for those who don't know like me 10 minutes ago uh to shelve something means to shove it up your ass apparently see i thought it meant to put it on a shelf whether that shelf be literal or metaphorical if okay in the context of this innuendo, is your ass a shelf? Can you refer to someone's ass as a shelf? Just a quick question. No, I don't know if it's intended to be that way. Although I do enjoy the way that you did just put it of, oh, you shoved something up your ass. 
Well, that was the easiest way to describe it, and it was how it was described to me. So I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I'm just going to say that's what it means. And it just got me thinking, see, this is a common trend with me. I don't know why, but I regularly do not pick up on innuendos. I have not for years. Uh, I didn't, like, throughout all my high school, people would make innuendos, like, sexual jokes all the time, and they would just go straight over my head. And I thought I was past those days. But here I am, still living in those days. Do you two find the same thing, or was this never a problem for you? Am I just alone in the sea of this? Hold on, do they go over your head in the sense that you know that something funny has been said, but you just can't pick up on it, like you've missed a social cue? Or is it in the sense that you just don't think about it that hard and everyone around you is giggling and you're like, what's funny, guys? I don't get it. It's mostly the second one. It's the sense of, like, this... I Okay, I know that a sexual joke has been made by virtue of me not getting the joke. <laughs> because apparently those are the only jokes I don't get. I think people just... Like, like to lean into having a dirty mind. And if some things are said with the right amount of like winking or emphasis, it's generally like sometimes you don't even have to know what the word is said, but like the context and the tone gives it all away. But if you try hard enough, anything can be a naughty, rude joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. But that doesn't explain the fact that I just completely, the word Shelby, you, you guys were laughing up a storm. And I'm just sitting here like, what What did I miss? What's going on? Have neither of you experienced that? I mean, I was Look, experiencing it when you guys were talking about, like, tech stuff. So we all have our thing. <laughs> we all have our thing. We all have our thing. Seriously, though, just innuendos. You never, I okay, if a listener has gone through what I have experienced, what I have described, please, please reach out. Please tell us what innuendos have you missed that went straight over your head? Because I'll give another one. And this one's really, this is really telling about the sort of child that I was. For the longest time, I thought, oh God, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever said on the show. I'm How? so ready for this. Come on, I hit us, hit us. that when people were joking about 69s, it was a reference to Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ask why I thought that, because there is no reference to that number in the game. See, I was about to say, what's the hell? There is none. I was a stupid kid. Oh, that's so I funny. I had no idea. This is probably up until I was in, God, grade nine. So, like, 15 years old. That's the most embarrassing thing. I feel so ashamed. I'm bright red. I don't think you can see on my Zoom screen right now. I am glowing red. Oh. My face is like heated up. I feel like we all have very embarrassing things to share, but I wouldn't say that's the most embarrassing. I feel like there's been most more embarrassing things shared on this. So don't worry, Zach. I don't think I've shared it. I'm going to go out and say I haven't. I ha- I personally haven't been more embarrassed about anything else I've shared on this show. And I've shared some pretty embarrassing stuff on this show so far. This takes the cake. Oh, I also thought that the song Cake by the Ocean was about actually eating cake by the ocean. What's that all about then? Eating ass. Oh. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't know the song, but this makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I didn't know for a very long time. (laughs) It's just embarrassing. 
It's just what a so sick cool. song concept. I can't believe somebody sat there and was like, damn, we really need to write a song about this really cool thing that you can do. Now, we're about to jump into a topic that I have no knowledge about at all. How do we know if we're pregnant? How does one know when one is pregnant? I feel like there are a lot of things to look out for. I feel like a lot of the symptoms, signs, whatever, are just regular things that the human body does. Um, I'm going to need my medical friend, Indy, to answer this, please. Hey, glad to sub in here. Um, Prefacing this with I am not a medical professional yet, so... Please do not rely on this show for all of your advice, tips, and knowledge. Um, but how do we know if we're pregnant? So, um, Zach, I don't know if that's ever popped into your mind. How, do, how would you know if you're pregnant? Do you have any thoughts? Uh, okay, so I know that I will not be pregnant at any point ever in my life <laughs> um, by virtue of lacking the organs needed. So it's not something that I think about regularly. However... I do know that a couple I, I, a couple of the signs of being pregnant, namely missing your period, I, I know that's kind of the main one I hear people talk about. Um, I'm assuming if you get a positive pregnancy test, that probably means you're pregnant. Other than that, yep, you've lost me. We, we should have introduced this by being like, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the meme back in the day of someone typing or lots of people typing in Yahoo. <laughs> oh, God. Am I pregnant? Pregnant. 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 We should have a little um, upload on Instagram showing a little screenshot from that. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Exactly a little behind the scenes. Well, um, no, that's the title of the episode. How do I know if I'm pregnant? Oh, Perfect. Done. You saw it here first, live. To answer the question, to answer the question, Indy, take it away. Um, Yes. So, Zach, you pointed, you touched on some very accurate um, ways to tell, which is a missed period. Um, When you're pregnant, so the whole point of a period is, well, the blood that comes with a period used to be in your uterus and that blood was there to support a growing baby. So you get your period when your uterus doesn't get that baby implanted. So if you don't get your period, um, that might be because there's a bebe that's implanted in there and using that yummy blood nutrition to grow. Um, but having said that, there are also <laughs> Zach's losing it. <laughs> um, the phrase yummy blood nutrition has officially <laughs> lost me. But Zach's, <laughs> sorry, but there's also a few other reasons why you might not get your period. So it's not actually the most reliable um, tool to see whether you're pregnant or not. I know lots of girls, including myself out there, missed a period and had a little pregnancy meltdown. Um, Tammy, I don't know whether that rings a bell with you, but I feel like every every girl's gone through that. Absolutely, which is why I question that symptom. But also I do know that it's quite common to bleed during your pregnancy. And I don't imagine as much as a regular period, but surely that's like a bit of a bit of a mixed signal coming from your body Mm. yes you can have some (laughs) bleeding during pregnancy it won't be the monthly periods like your period or your non-pregnant menstrual cycle um so yes bleeding not so much of a good way to indicate whether you're pregnant or not so the other things that might happen is um you might start to feel your breasts 
enlargen or soften or get tender, um, which is also another period of, uh, sorry, <laughs> another period, another normal symptom of menstruating. And the other thing that might happen in early days of pregnancy is you might get nauseous. Uh, one of those that's a kind of related to morning sickness. But the most, one of the most accurate ways to tell is doing a urine pregnancy test. So you can buy those from the chemist. Uh, I don't know if they're in supermarkets, not your local Coles or Woolies, but um, you can go to a chemist and pee on a stick and that'll tell you. Uh, and then also you can go to the doctors and get a blood test to indicate whether you're pregnant and also an ultrasound. Um, because sometimes, you know how, I don't know if you guys have seen the movies, um, the woman believes she's pregnant and thinks she is and then she's found to not be pregnant. Is that something that you guys have like sort of heard whispers of? Tammy's nodding. I, this is so embarrassing. The um, TV show that comes to mind when I think of this is Glee. So, yeah. I'm mm, not that sh- was a plot point in that. What happened? Who is that in Glee? It was Will Schuster's, the teacher's wife. And that turned out to be a phantom pregnancy. And that was a whole plot point about phantom pregnancy. And then she faked it and it was a whole mm. little shenanigan while all the little Glee kids sang about Glee. Mm. So, <laughs> There actually is something called a molar pregnancy where you get all the symptoms we just talked about. So you're not having a period, you're getting the breast tenderness, you're getting the morning sickness. You might even have like your abdomen growing and the cells that are dividing inside your uterus aren't making a baby called a molar pregnancy. So you don't actually have a baby. You just have this false pregnancy, which is pretty cool, but So your body fully thinks that you're pregnant, but you're just not. Yeah, you're just growing some random other cells, which that sounds terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, is that similar then to a phantom pregnancy? Because phantom pregnancy is something that I only really know the term of. I don't really know what it is. I just know that that's a thing where your body thinks that you're pregnant, but you're not, I think. I know that it's common in dogs. (laughs) I'm having a look now, but I feel like there might be a psychological component to Mm. something called phantom pregnancy. But that is all we've got time for today with how do I know I'm pregnant, Newt? So, Tammy, what did you want to talk about? Well, I just want to talk about catcalling just as a concept in general. Um, I was chatting with my housemate the other day. Um, and she public transports, she doesn't drive. And yeah, she was on a stroll home from the train station and she got catcalled, which is something that hasn't happened in a while. Um, unfortunately, only because of COVID. Um, and we were just chatting about how common of a thing it is and how it, it always just kind of has been. And then it's weird having to adjust to it again after COVID and it shouldn't exist. And yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird thing. So I don't know, do you guys have experience with catcalling? Have you have you been catcalled? Have you been a catcaller? I don't know. I have not either of those. At least I don't remember ever being catcalled. Um, no. But I have definitely seen people get catcalled before. I mean, I'm going to generalise here. Yeah, it's happens to girls more than boys. I... As I agree with you, Tammy, it has, doesn't really happen when you get into like your 20s. That's, I feel like it's a throwback to 
when you're a teenager. But when I moved, I lived rurally for a year, a couple of years ago, and I got catcalled more there than I did in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this a country thing? Like, what's going on? Um, it, that was an adjustment. And this was pre-COVID. So I thought a lot about it too, Tammy. I was like, what, why, why is this happening here and now? And why does it happen at all? And I think it's a power thing. I think it's a, I'm going to assert my male testosterone-ness and impress the people by like almost making someone random on the street feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. See, I think that I have to agree with all of that, um, which is very unfortunate. I was raised rurally and I have lived in the regionals and now I live in the metro. I've had a taste of all of them. Um, and I feel like with the scales of going from rural to regional to metro, it's slimmed down and down and down. Um, rural is where it's happened more frequently with me and my friends. I'll never forget the first time that it happened. I was just out in my little country town um, population of not many. Everyone knows everyone, which is such a weird thing. Why would you do it in a town that everyone knows anyone? But whatever. Either way, um, I was with my friend and we were 13 and um, we got catcalled and I was like, ew, gross. I'm like, that's weird. We're 13. Um, and my friend was like really into it. She's like, oh, my God, I knew I should have worn this dress today. I feel so good. And mm. it was this weird experience where I was just like, this isn't a good thing. And I tried to talk her out of it. And she's like, no, I feel really good about it. And she went home and she told her mum. And um, her mum was just, oh my God, that's so impressive. Well done, guys. Like she was really supportive of it. And it was weird. Um, but yeah, that's the instance that comes to mind. My first ever cat calling at 13 years old in rural Australia. Um. I don't think it's and a yeah. compliment, but I can see how no. people would think that. Yeah, no, I also don't think it's a compliment. I think it's weird. Um, yeah. It, it To me, it has the same energy of someone, like, revving their engine to prove they've got a really fast <laughs> car. It's like, what are you trying to achieve here? Because you aren't actually accomplishing anything. <laughs> you're not actually right? going anywhere right you're not actually going anywhere exactly like I think, I, love people, I think people love to use the excuse of oh it is just a compliment it's meant in a nice way but there's so many nicer ways of giving a compliment that isn't yelling something obscene to more often than not underage girls out of your car window as you drive past and hopefully never see them again like I don't know I think, I think it points to an issue with just to use the buzzword here because it came to my mind and I couldn't think of anything else in time, toxic masculinity. <laughs> because yeah, why, yeah. if you can't teach a, this demographic to, like, relate to someone else in a way that's more meaningful and they have to resort to, like, big, explosive, unproductive ways, then that points to, like, a lower, like, a bigger, sorry, a bigger issue of interpersonal issue relationship issues i definitely agree it it, the lack of any ability to just empathize or like because again you're not they're not actually accomplishing anything i also just want to make this super clear to any of our listeners don't fucking catcall people just put it put that out there 
If you do, yeah. fucking don't. Yeah. No. See, and I understand why there are people that do take it in the way of, oh, I, I, I take it as a compliment, but also I think the general rule of advice is don't catcall. I think you're right, Zach. You can compliment people without catcalling them. Exactly. Without putting them in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Um, Again, just oftentimes to... feels like a dangerous situation. Yeah. And again, just to reiterate, if anything we've said has brought up any like triggering things for you, you can always contact the helplines beyond blue at one 224 636 kids helpline at one 800 551 or QLife helpline at one 800 184 Don't hesitate to reach out if you need it. I want to start talking about um, myself again because it's my favourite thing to do. Um, I've just started re-watching Please Like Me and I don't know if that's a show that anybody else is um, or can relate to, has watched, um, but it's by comedian Josh Thomas and his mate Tom Ward who writes on a number of shows and they are both very talented human beings and it's a little bit of a dated show now, quite honestly, but um, it's a great show and it just kind of is a comedy and it follows their lives and it talks about a lot of really cool things such as sexuality. Um, if you do decide to watch the show, it does have a couple of heavy themes. So um, I would recommend if they are heavy topics that you can't deal with, um, we do have our helplines, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, but just to refresh your memory, we have Beyond Blue on one 224 Kids Helpline on 1-800-55-1800 and Q Helpline at 1-800-184-527. But back to Please Like Me, the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is because in the first episode, right off the bat, it just starts off in a concept that is so funny to me, which Josh is out on a date with his girlfriend and she breaks up with him. And she's just like, yeah, no, this isn't working out because of this reason and this reason and this reason. Oh, and also, Josh, you're gay. And we never really see the sexuality, like, conflict within him. He just kind of gets told that he's gay and then just kind of runs along with it and ends up in situations. And that's just who he is now. And there's never, like, a coming out scene, really. It's just kind of, it's all handed to him. And I'm envious of that because I don't know how to label my sexuality. But there's my monologue, everyone. Has anyone else watched Please Like Me? Does anyone have any thoughts on sexuality and just having the labels handed to them? Or what do we think? First off, I don't think the show's dated. I love Please Like Me and I watched it only a couple of years ago and I thought it was very reflective of fun young people living in Melbourne. Um the I'll, I'll get to the sexuality thing I guess or being told it later but um a very good friend of mine I feel like would be in the same position as Josh but like pre pre being to, pre being broken up with and told he's gay um and can you actually tell from outside can you dictate someone's sexuality for them? I don't think you can. Like, I think it's it's very black and white if you just tell them. Mm. And I feel like there's so many different sexualities that it could be. And I don't know. I feel like that's where it comes tricky with labels is that everybody is different and everybody has their own preferences and thoughts and experiences and I don't know, whatever. But there are just a lot of labels that go around and... I think that labels are great. 
I think they're great. I think they're handy because a lot of people can relate to them, but it's tricky for me when I feel like I can't relate to a whole lot of them. And I just wish that someone would just tell me, just put one to me, just like stick it on me like a sticker and be on my merry way. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing about labels is they're not, arbitrary necessarily but they're not also they're also not set in stone like it's it's not like you have a checklist and if you tick all of these boxes and none of these ones then you can officially use this label it's like you use whatever is comfortable for you and nobody else can apply that label for you but man making decisions is hard (laughs) figuring yourself out is hard uh, but also, I haven't seen the show, so I might be misreading the situation. Highly recommend you watch it. Phenomenal show. Great show. I will. I definitely will. Tackles a lot of really fun, naughty, rude topics, but it was just that opening scene where he's just kind of told, dude, you're gay, and then just ends up in these situations and doesn't really have to do the exploring. Like, it all just happens to him. It's like, damn, you're lucky, dude. Hey, you got your whole it- life figured out for you. Yeah. Tammy, does it boil down to like a confidence thing? Because the exploring requires you to like not be sure and then still like take risks, right? But if you were told a sexuality or if you had already been it for a while, you wouldn't second guess your approach to like a person. The not knowing or the exploring comes with vulnerability, comes with risk. But I don't know. I do not know. I cannot tell you a single thing. I just know that in my own experiences with myself and my own sexuality, I just have never come over a label that I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Like there's a lot that I'm like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it, but it's like which one do I choose? Who even knows? Not me. I don't know. I wonder if anybody else can relate. If anybody else can relate to me with not understanding or knowing their sexuality, hit us up. Um, you can submit questions to us at our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash naughty rude show, or via our Tumblr on the naughty rude show.tumblr.com slash ask. Here at the Naughty Rude Show, we love answering questions. It's what we're here for. If you want to submit a question to us, you can either go to Linktree, uh, to our link tree, that is linktr.ee forward slash the naughty rude show, or you can go to the naughty rude show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Don't need an account, and it is completely anonymous. So feel free to hit us up, ask us something, get involved with the show. We love that. And we are going to answer a question that was sent in to us. Now, just before we get into it, just to be clear, we aren't professionals. We're only talking based on our own experience about things we've read, about things we've lived. If you do need like professional help, go to a doctor. They'll be able to give you the help you need. But if you're after some advice, hey, that's what we're here for. And this question, it's a big one. So... I'm going to read it out, and then we're going to break it down a little. Hi, I have feelings for someone, but they are already in a relationship. I don't know if I am into girls or if I am into boys. How do I know if I am into girls or if I am into boys? How do I go about the feelings I have for this person who is already in a relationship? This person is a girl, but I also have feelings for boys. Can you give me some advice, please? First of all, hi back to you. Thanks for saying hi. Second of all, (laughs) yes, we can give you some advice. (laughs) So I think, okay. I think we should break this one. Yeah, I I think we should break it down. So first, and this leads on from the conversation we're having about please like me. How do I know if I'm into boys or if I'm into girls? 
and I'm gonna. Well, I can't answer that question for you clearly, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna have to hand all that off to one of you guys. <laughs> I'll I'll jump in and say, while I haven't had this exact uh, conundrum figuring out my own sexuality, I did for a while toss up with the label of asexual for myself because I just found I didn't commonly feel attraction to people. I mean, I still don't really, but I do enough that I don't really feel that label applies. And that's the point I'm getting at. You don't have to settle on a label immediately. If you're not sure, that is okay. It's okay to take time. It's okay to do a bit of reflection, explore, experiment, take that time. That's fine. A label is only as useful as it is useful to you. So if you personally don't find it useful to put a label on your sexuality, you don't have to. You don't have to. That being said, if you do want to put a label on your sexuality, that's something that comes from a lot of figuring it out. And it's okay if that changes as well. You don't have to get it quote unquote right. That's my two cents at least. Yeah, see, I think I definitely agree. Like... I am a living example of, like, labels aren't the be-all, end-all. Like, as much as, like, I do joke about it and, you know, I have said sometimes that, you know, it would be nice to have a bit of a label, I'm still myself and I'm still pretty chill with being myself and wherever life takes me, it's going to be fine. And I hope that you feel that way about yourself. But, again, like Zach said, though, like I said in the last segment, labels can help. Labels can be helpful, but I cannot help you make that decision because that's a decision that you're just going to have to make yourself. <laughs> yeah. If you do find yourself, like you've said here, uh, that you're attracted to this person who is a girl, but you also have feelings for boys, you might just want to try using the label of bisexual for a little bit or pansexual for a little bit, see if either of those feel right. If they do, fantastic. If they don't, that's fine. That's okay. I feel like that's the fun thing about labels as well, though, because most people that I know that identify by, like, identify strongly by a label have dabbled a little bit with other labels and have eventually figured out, hang on a second, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to try this one. And, yeah, I think that's something that's really fun about labels is that through life experiences and introspection and stuff, they change and they can be different. I'll also say, depending on, and this might depend on your age, like I know, for example, at my university, there is a club for people who identify as queer and questioning. So if you feel like you are questioning and if you can find a similar sort of support group, meeting other people who have possibly gone through the same thing as you could be a really helpful thing to do in order to kind of just find yourself and find your find your people a little bit. So... Look, we can't really answer this one for you. We can just sort of, again, talk about our own experiences and give you some advice based on that. So I think we'll move on into the second part of this question. How do I go about the feelings I have for this person who is already in a relationship? And man... This uh... somehow reminds me of the question that we answered on Hot Tumblr Time Machine last episode. Um, right. If you did miss that one, you can listen um, via our podcasts everywhere. Yes, correct. Omni, you can Apple find us Podcasts, on Omni. Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm so glad you're able to list off those names because I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I got them in the but brain. The question... I got them in the brain. I'm glad. The question that we answered last week, though, was about living with a house, living with your housemate and having feelings for your housemate. And I feel like this is a similar situation where it's, 
you want somebody that you can't have. There is somebody, I'm assuming, by the way, that this relationship is a monogamous relationship just because otherwise it maybe wouldn't be as much of a dilemma. Um, But, yeah, the feeling of wanting somebody that you can't have, and that was a really tricky question to answer on the last episode as well. Sorry. Well, okay. Indy, you weren't on the last episode. Do you Do you have your your thoughts on, you know, having feelings for someone that you really can't tell them? Or I mean, you could tell them, but you know, it can't really go anywhere. I think you have to debunk or try to debunk why you like them. Do you like them because they are unattainable? or you have this idea of what it would be like to be with them or you are like is it a crush or do you feel like you actually get along with this person and have similar interests and that they're caring and would care about you so it's kind of like what Tanya was saying last week with you need to find a way Unless you want to cross that line and cross some moral lines, you mm. find a way to get rid of those feelings. <laughs> I'll say I don't think you should cross that line because I don't think... Okay, I don't think a good relationship can be formed out of breaking up a different relationship. Uh, if they, if this other, If this person had already broken up with whoever they're currently in a relationship with, then sure, shoot your shot. But don't, if they break up because you shoot your shot, that's very rocky and not great. And I would recommend not telling them. It it is a little tricky because we don't really know, like, are you friends with this person? Are you friends with the person they're in a relationship with? Those sorts of questions definitely change the dynamic. Mm. I think if you're not super close with them already keeping your distance is probably the best thing and just kind of letting it pass with time. At least that's what I've done. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, you could keep a friendship with them. And this is the opposite of what you were saying, Zach. You could keep a friendship with them and maybe who knows in good time, like you'll be there when God forbid that relationship that they're in ends. Like you'll be there. Yeah, what I'm saying is assuming that, like, if you don't really know them that well already, then I think keeping your distance, trying to become friends with them might just mm. make your feelings even harder to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, once those feelings are gone, I think, go for it, become friends. But yeah, it's it's a very, very difficult little situation to manage. And feelings are hard to get over, but... Do your best and know that feelings do pass with time. All feelings pass with time. It sometimes just takes a really long time. And also know that no matter how much you like this person, there are other people out there. You know, have your crush, that's fine. But don't obsess over this one person thinking that they're the one for you. Be open to dating other people. Be open to seeing other people and just be open to doing other things. Even if it's by yourself. Invest in your hobbies. Find some some little ways to distract yourself. That is the end of today's show. Um, we got to go into a lot of really fun topics. Um, we got to talk about how Zach cannot pick up on sexual innuendos. Um, yep. <laughs> and proud of it. 
got to nope. talk about pregnancy symptoms. Um, got to talk about catcalling. Got to listen to me ramble about me watching Please Like Me and the sexuality aspect of it. Um, I think my favourite part of the show, which I think it's all of our favourite part of the show every single week, is that we got to answer um, a question from one of our listeners. Um, always. Always a highlight, I think. But people want to answer. Sorry, if people want to submit questions to us, where can they go? Oh, you can go to our link tree. That is linktr.ee forward slash The Naughty Rude Show. Or you can ask us straight away on Tumblr which is the thenaughtyrootshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Don't need an account. Don't need any anything. You can just ask. It's completely anonymous. Go ahead. Submit something or tell us a story. We also love, we love, love, love getting stories. And we might just It's not often that show. we get a story, but like, I think that's the stuff that we die for. Spill I some tea. I just want a story. Spill I some just tea. Love... Spill the tea. What's the goss? Gossip. <laughs> Uh, and if people want to follow us on our socials, where can they do that, Indy? We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which is at Naughty Rude Sin. That is Naughty Rude S-Y-N. Please give us a follow. Support us. We are a volunteer community youth radio station and we want to be spread around the world like hot sticky honey. So see you, everyone. Thanks for listening.